This is Howard Anderson, news editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking about the privacy and security issues facing health information exchanges. And our guest is Andrew Van Zee, statewide health IT director in Indiana. Thanks so much for joining us today, Andy. Uh, thank you for having me. For starters, please describe your role in helping the state's five health information exchanges link together to form what amounts to a statewide exchange. So the state of Indiana took the approach of setting up a not-for-profit Indiana Health Information Technology Incorporated, or IHIT, to oversee the development of the state HIE infrastructure for the state of Indiana. We are fortunate here in Indiana to have five health information organizations that have been in operation uh, over the past 10 to 15 years. And because of that robust infrastructure, uh, we really are working at collaborating and working with those organizations to uh, build capacity, drive interoperability, uh, and link additional data sources up to the currently already established private sector infrastructure. So how many of the five HIEs are able to exchange information now, and when will all five be linked? And what are the main types of information that will be exchanged? So the five sub-state health information organizations already, at least within their own network, do exchange information with uh, both uh, you know, hospitals, providers, and other entity types such as nursing homes and hospice. Uh, long-term care type facilities. There are a few of them that are then exchanging information with each other. Most of that information as far as right now that's being exchanged from one Ohio to another uh, is around the areas of, of lab results and diagnostic type results. So it's, it's mainly a push type of, type of technology uh, between the Ohio nodes. Now, the, the future state is looking more towards the ability to query the data repositories of these existing HIOs uh, and exchanging information in that query format as far as, you know, HIO A having the ability to query the other four HIOs in the state to then do patient discovery, find out if any information exists to then request a, a CCD document of all information that is readily available on that patient. The HHS Office of the National Coordinator for Health IT recently issued a long list of privacy and security guidelines for federally funded HIEs, including your statewide effort. In general, what do you think of the privacy and security guidance provided by ONC recently, and will it prove practical to carry out, do you think? It lays out a good roadmap or framework for what the future state of health information exchange could look like. And so if you read into the standards, uh, you know, most of them say should versus shall. And, and so it, it's kind of an aspirational. It's almost like a vision statement of an organization to say, these are the items that we are working towards in the future. And so, you know, I think it, it does lay out what uh, the, the direction that healthcare and that health information exchange is moving towards, but it doesn't necessarily represent what the current state environment is. And so uh, I think, you know, what we are doing here is, is to taking a look at the current environment and where we're at today in comparing them to where, you know, what the standards and domains that are laid out in that in the privacy and security framework uh, and what items we need to work uh, towards in the future. The guidelines call for HIEs to develop policies and technical approaches that offer individuals more granular consent for information exchange than just having all or none of their information exchanged. 
Thus, for example, a patient could grant consent for exchanging a portion of their information. I believe you've got a pilot project in this arena. Can you explain that effort and update us on the status? Yeah, so uh, we were fortunate to receive uh, actually two of the state HIE program challenge grants, and uh, one of those challenge grants is focused on advanced patient query, and that is actually broken into two portions, the first being data segmentation as far as looking at how do you take data in a repository and meta tag it and break it up into its different components so that you can move towards a more granular consent or ability to uh, segment data in particular manners. And so the other part of the project, and and we're working with uh, two very large organizations that are helping uh, and really working and driving this project, the first being the Regenstrief Institute, uh, which is a world-renowned research informatics uh, organization located here in Indianapolis, and also working with Indiana University um, on these projects. And and so the portion that Indiana University is working on is specific to the consumer consent, uh, the more granular uh, control piece. And uh, with that, we are uh, performing Uh, patient interviews to try to determine from the patient's perspective what are their thoughts on health information exchange, what are the items that they feel uh, they should have more granular consent uh, or should have more control over being able to determine who has access to that information. The other, I think, interesting piece that that we're trying to balance uh, as far as giving patients complete control is we do have a, a bioethics group through Indiana University that is also looking at, you know, what the patient's desires are versus what is the ethical defensible uh, from the healthcare side of things as far as how much granular control should you be, you know, should a patient have. Uh, so, so we're finding out some interesting things from, you know, both the, the patient side as well as the bioethics side. And, and our, our plan is to build some prototype screens and build that within this data segmentation of the repositories to start testing out, uh, you know, from the patient's perspective as well as from the provider and physician perspective, how granular consent uh, could work in a very large uh, repository type format. So in the meantime, how are the exchanges in Indiana handling patient consent now? Like many exchanges, the consent is handled at the local physician level. Uh, and, And so because most exchanges do not have direct interaction with patients, it's very difficult to handle that consent uh, at that HIE level. Now, there are some states around the country that do allow patients to to make uh, or have to sign, say, their their consent at the HIE type level, but at least here in Indiana, it is at the physician or at the entity that that patient has a face-to-face interaction with uh, as far as determining that consent. And so typically in uh, the consent for treatments of those organizations that an individual signs, that information is then kept uh, in that document. So just to clarify, is that a a patient opt-in or patient opt-out approach? 
So we are an opt-out type state. In the, each, each of those consents uh, is basically a declaration that uh, that the person's information is being used for health information exchange as covered under uh, the HIPAA standards. So ba- basically, the patient is giving consent that they are aware that that is being uh, that their information is being used for those purposes. They have the option to opt out, and, and that information can be shared at the HIE level. But once you opt out, you know basically all of your records are are being removed from the repositories or, or the ability to share that information with others. Now I can tell you that is that is being rarely used here. It's only been used a handful of times where someone has actually opted out of having their information shared. The federal guidance points out that HIEs that are not taking the recommended privacy and security steps outlined in the guidance must develop a strategy, timeline, and action plan for addressing these gaps. In general, what do you think are the main areas the HIEs in Indiana will need to work on to address gaps as you continue to link all those HIEs so they can share information? The, the pieces that are specific to the patient as far as the, the granular consent and the individual access and, and, and correction, those are the pieces uh, because at least right now in Indiana there is not a, uh, an actual connection uh, with or, or interaction between the, the sub-state HIOs and the individual uh, consumers. Those will be the, the most difficult ones that uh, we will have to face or develop a roadmap. Most of the other items are internal policy pieces that are already being addressed in some format by the, the, the local sub-state HIOs. And so our hopes are that we will look across the five here in the state and start to harmonize maybe some of the policies and, and, and approaches they take so that we have a more consistent approach across the state. Uh, but the other ones are, are the areas that I feel that, that we have the greatest gap. Now, fortunately, you know, as I mentioned, the one uh, advanced patient query challenge grant, we also have another challenge grant where we uh, are doing uh, personal health record pilot sites across uh, 12 pilot sites across the state where we are uh, working on patient identification authentication as well as data liquidity and providing HIE data down to a personal health record of a, a patient's choice. And so if you look at some of those, those first few domains that uh, talk about uh, you know, patient control and patient access, we are at least taking some of the initial steps here in laying out the kind of foundation for where I think things will head in the future. So over the long haul, how difficult do you think it will be to implement all the steps outlined in the guidance? You know, I, I think it'll be very difficult, at least initially. You know, we're somewhat fortunate here to be a little bit further along than many other HIEs and HIOs, and and so it gives us the opportunity to start working on some of these higher functioning type items. Many states are, you know, are just now starting up, and when you look at a from a financial sustainability piece, many of these items that are called out are not necessarily items that are usually first on your kind of technology roadmap uh, or sustainability uh, roadmap for an HIE. And so I think it will be a challenge 
for organizations to to necessarily meet all of these items. But I, but I think it still goes back to in kind of remembering what is the intent of these framework. And, and it is meant to be a, a guidance document towards what the future state would be. And so as long as you're continually working towards and improving your you know infrastructure and, and general operations and policies, you know, I think that that goes a long way in trying to achieve what the intent of the document was. As you just mentioned, when it comes to uh, health information exchange rollouts, Indiana is one of the most advanced states, having been at this for over a decade. So what lessons have you learned so far about how to tackle privacy and security issues and how to educate the public about the protection of their information? It's probably one of the most difficult topics that health information exchanges uh, have to deal with. And, and surprisingly, you know, healthcare is one of those industries uh, that seems to be lagging behind many other industries when it comes to, to privacy and security type issues, as well as there's a higher importance sometimes that is placed on uh, healthcare privacy and security than many other sectors. And, and a good example of that would be we are constantly, as, as a consumer, getting uh, from our financial institutions that our, our, you know, that our records have been, uh, you know, potentially breached. We just take that as it, and that's something that happens. In healthcare, that happens, you know, that makes national news. It has huge penalties attached to it. And so I think some of it is a stigma issue that we have to educate the, the populations uh, as far as what does it mean for health information exchange to be transparent on what we are doing to protect information and, you know, to involve them uh, as far as as part of being stewards of their health data. Well, thanks very much. We've been talking today with Andrew Van Zee, Indiana's statewide health IT director. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening.